This is episode three with Renee Sindelbach. Welcome to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester. This is a podcast all about spirituality, mindfulness, and our connection to the deeper world realm. Tune in to hear stories all about people who have turned the ordinary into the extraordinary. Gain insight and inspiration to help you live a life that feels divinely guided and on purpose. So come with me and let's manifest miracles. You're listening to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester, and today we are hearing from a beautiful human and such a pure spirit, Renee Sindelbach. Renee's journey with cancer and chaos has led her to be a beacon of compassion, of strength, and integrity. Tune in to hear how Renee used cancer as motivation to find a deeper level of compassion for herself, to find integrity in her life, and to live with a deep sense of gratitude. Renee and I talk about some really specific and particular limiting beliefs that you might be working through too. One of those being productivity, so measuring your worth by how much you're producing or creating or doing and we explore that belief. Renee also shares with us her spiritual practice, and we talk about how it's so important to see your practice as a practice and not something that you have to get perfect. So if you're somebody who has been struggling with limiting beliefs, if you're someone who has maybe guilted or shamed yourself for not having this perfect spiritual practice, then I encourage you to listen to today's episode. Renee Sindelbach is a local artist, writer, speaker, and cancer thriver who empowers others to find their inner oomph by sharing stories and tips from her 12 years in Cancerland. Renee has stepped foot in every part of Cancerland, stage one breast cancer, metastatic breast cancer, brain surgeries, bone marrow transplant, PTSD, and more. She works hard on her mindset to strengthen her foundation to be able to handle what life throws her way. She breaks down her how-tos into doable, easy-to-understand bites with a sense of humor and gratitude. As I said, Renee is such a wonderful spirit. Her sense of humor and her down-to-earth way of looking at life and sharing is like a breath of fresh air. I truly and sincerely hope that you enjoy today's episode. Thanks, guys. Renee, welcome to the Manifest Miracles podcast. How are you, my love? I am wonderful. I am so happy to be here with you and being able to be a part of this new adventure with you is so exciting and fun. I just adore you. And one of the reasons that I asked you on is because you are so down to earth. You are so fun. You're so relatable and um, so warm. So I just want you to know I'm grateful for you and your story and I'm just grateful for your energy. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Okay, so I start every show by asking the same question. And that question okay. is, what is the coolest thing that you have? I am going to say my bone marrow transplant. Mm, tell us about um, that. When I was diagnosed with my secondary or ACE, I don't call it my a secondary cancer of pre-leukemia. I, my doctor said, now all we need to do is get you a bone marrow transplant. And right there in that second, I decided it's on its way. I'm going to get a bone marrow transplant. And that's all I focus or that was my destination of Mm -hmm a whole healthy body and it it happened so seamlessly and so easily that 
I, I couldn't deny the fact that it was purely manifested of abundance in that moment. I love that. Gave me the chills. Okay. So you said two things that I want to, I want to talk about. So you said, um, a, instead of my, um, can you tell us about that and the importance of that? Oh, yes. Um, I learned early on that I didn't want to claim cancer as mine or a part of me. I wanted to say it was here, it's around, but it is not mine. And I, and I learned that one day in a support group when many people were telling their tales of their story and everybody kept saying, my cancer, my cancer is this, my cancer is that. And I thought Mm -hmm. in that moment, I don't want my cancer. Mm -hmm. I don't want cancer to be mine. So I really worked hard on reframing the way I spoke about the cancer that was present at the time and now it's not and that's the way I try to go about that's amazing and that's something gosh I feel like so many of us can apply so many things to um so to see it as a visitor you know that's that's not part of us it's simply visiting right Um, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am going to start using that. <laughs> well, okay. And um, I want to preface that, like, it doesn't work with like anxiety. I've been having anxiety lately and I try to tell myself, don't say my anxiety, mm-hmm. but you know, I want to tell the listeners that go gen- be easy with yourself when you start to practice it. Because on one hand for one situation, it is easy to not claim it but on situations it's not near as easy to not claim it okay thank you yeah yeah because I know well with me um when I learn of a practice you know I want to go all in and do it the best that I can so um thank you on behalf of all of the perfectionists out there (laughs) for that disclaimer um absolutely okay and then when you were talking about manifesting that the bone marrow transplant, um, you, you mentioned how you immediately started, um, thinking of your health, thinking of this is on its way to me. And I found that very powerful because the picture that you painted, you started doing that right in the doctor's office or on that phone call. Am I, am I correct? Okay. You're absolutely. I know that many people's reaction to, um, serious news, um, like what you received, um, are someone, you know, receiving the news of a, a scary diagnosis or receiving the news um, that they just lost their job or that their loved one is leaving them, um, a lot of people, rightfully so, can have this knee-jerk reaction of immediately going to the worst-case scenario, right? Um, So when you got that news, had you had a spiritual practice in place um, to, to know the power of thinking in the positive direction or was that something that just instinctually came tell us tell us about that moment and how you knew um to to move in that direction of you know what you wanted instead of the worst case scenario um so I guess it came from a massage practitioner when I was diagnosed stage one I was having a massage and we were talking about what was going on. And I said, yeah, my cancer is da, da, da. And he was like, hold up. He was like, Mm -hmm. don't claim it. He was like, Mm -hmm. don't say my cancer, because then that is inviting it to stay with you and you're claiming it. And so 
that was 12 years ago in every uh, new obstacle in their health journey that was thrown my way. I, I'm not going to say I was successful with it every time, but I really tried hard to not claim it as mine. And then when my oncologist told me that I had pre-leukemia and she automatically went to, but could be a good thing if we get you a bone marrow transplant i immediately latched onto those words and i was like okay bone marrow transplant it is that's what i'm calling in and amazing it just happened so seamlessly again i can't take credit for any of it because it was just like god and the universe like pouring it into me like you open the doors for it here you go and you can take credit for it because you open the doors and you, as we both know, are co-creators, right? So very true. You can. You participated in that flow with the universe by opening up and claiming what you wanted instead of focusing on what you didn't want, which is what so many have a tendency to do, right? Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. So I know this is a big, bold question or not a bold question, a big question, but what have you learned from your experience with cancer? You know, are there any of these big, big lessons that you can share with us? Oh, what haven't I learned? Um, (laughs) I have learned that so much of what the human experience gets worked up about in the end doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like so many things that we like to latch onto to make us feel better than worthy of not enough, uh, any of that in the end, it doesn't matter in the end. What matters is the love that you give to yourself that's another thing I learned in it all is giving love and appreciation to my body for what it is doing not for what it's not doing Mm -hmm. and I so yeah I think that the awareness of what your body is doing is probably my biggest takeaway from cancer because if I really think about what my body has been through and has conquered and has done it's mind-blowing and it really is to not appreciate that I think gets me in a mental trap when I don't appreciate that I'm like then I'm like well I should be this I should be that it's like hold up sister look at where you were to where you now are now. That is huge. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm, what I'm hearing through my lens is that what you really learned from your experience with cancer is a profound sense of gratitude for, for yourself and for your body, which to me is just so beautiful, you know, going through, um, a very significant health crisis and cultivating gratitude for your body through that is just really, it's a, it's really beautiful. So I just want to commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. I love that. Um, Tell us about your spiritual practice and, and did you have a spiritual practice um, before cancer before your diagnosis um so my current spiritual practice is I do my mandala meditation Mm -hmm. thanks to you (laughs) and I do that daily and to me that is so grounding and just kind of solidifies all that I work on so tell us about that practice for, for someone who might not know what that is, describe okay. that practice. Um, 
so the mandala am i saying that right the mandala i think you mean mala mala that's what i'm there you go (laughs) three brain surgery words don't come (laughs) okay so my mala practice like that grounds me in such a visceral way that and I don't know if it's because of the like physical touch mm-hmm. of each bead and I feel like each new, I try to visualize each new bead as grounding in whatever mantra I'm going through in my mm-hmm. mind so for for those of you who don't know a mala is um it's prayer beads and it is um 108 beads with a tassel on the end um and with a mala practice you squeeze each bead between your thumb and index finger and as you squeeze that bead you repeat a mantra so for those of you who are catholic or familiar with the rosary it's a similar practice and so um you can choose any any mantra. Your mantra can be, you know, Sanskrit, um, like Satnam, or it can be a word um, in, in English or whatever, you know, your native language is and something that you're really wanting to call in or claim more fully. So Renee, I'll mm-hmm. let you, I'll let you continue. And, <laughs> no, and so one fun thing that I like to do with them all is I like to this is my analytical so I start with a and I Uh think of an adjective that I want to embody for that day so Uh I go abundance beautiful clarity the dreamlike and I go through the alphabet and then it brings up words of what either what I want to call in that day or what I'm appreciative appreciate appreciating of that day um or if I can't get my mind right around that I'll just say thank you I love you thank Mm -hmm. you I love you and I'll say that first to myself over and over and then I'll try to project that energy out to my loved ones I love that so much. Okay, so I know the question that we're all thinking is, um, what do you say when you get to X? (laughs) When I get, oh, X? Well, let's see. X-ray. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, so to go back to that, I don't actually stick to the alphabet the whole time because sometimes I'm like, Oh, what? Oh, openness. Yeah. Like if I can't think of a word, <laughs> right. If we're not going to force it. I, uh-huh. I, exactly. I skip the letter. Like if it doesn't come easily, I'm like, Meh, move on to the next letter. Oh my God. And what a life lesson. <laughs> there you go. Oh my gosh. I, totally. Yeah. <laughs> move if on. If it doesn't come easily, move on. Exactly. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um, you know, so listening to you talk about that, I, you are very creative. You're creative with your words. You're an artist. You, you do lots of, lots of creative work. Um, and it's so beautiful. So what does creativity mean to you and how has it served you? Oh, creativity means to me, like, I feel like it's, God's voice like speaking directly to me and Mm. me being able to create what I hear and what I want to see out world is that to me is creativity and being creative fills my cup like almost nothing else it's just so invigorating and so fulfilling and I just love it and I forgot the second part of your question (laughs) that's so beautiful I forgot it too because I just got wrapped up in your words like God's voice moving through me my goodness that's so beautiful um 
So something that I've seen you talk about when it comes to your art, and it's something that really struck me is the idea of a chaos layer. Did I say that right? The chaos layer? Yes, the chaos layer. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that and and how it relates to life in general? Yes. So many of the art classes that I've taken, you start just throwing paint, not literally throwing, but just (laughs) getting paint onto the canvas. And it doesn't matter what it actually looks like. You're just getting that energy into the chaos layer. And from that chaos layer, you get to pick and choose which parts of that chaos layer you want to continue to work on to bring out whatever it is you are creating with that art piece. So for somebody who feels like their whole life right now is a chaos layer of just a bunch of shit thrown on a canvas and they don't know what to do, how do you, how do you work with your chaos layer how do you see the parts that you most want to amplify so I one big way is to step back and detach yourself from the outcome because Mm -hmm. if you're only thinking of the outcome while you're looking at that chaos layer all you're going to think is oh shit this is not working but if you can step back and say oh, hey, that little corner up there, I really like those colors. Okay, I'm going to use those colors to build the rest of whatever it is I'm building. So I feel like in the chaos layer, there's profound beauty in looking past what it is that you see directly in front of your eyes. Like looking past and knowing like, oh, if I take this, two steps more, I can tone this part back, bring this part out and make it coherent. Beautiful. Gosh. Yeah. And like, how often do we feel like our entire life or one facet of our life, be it our finances, our health and wellness, our family life, where we feel like it's complete chaos because we're so fixated on one particular outcome or it needs to look like this it has to be like this or else it it's bad um but what I hear you saying is we just have to stay take a step back and detach from this perfect picture that we have in our minds and say what what actually is working and and how can I build on that right exactly exactly like Pick out part of your, if, if we want to relate it to life and not, not a painting, what parts of your life are beautiful? And try, I'm going to say try because it, it is a practice to lean into those parts and to focus on those parts versus the whole messy picture. Take a corner that you like, that you love, And okay, pick on that part and go with that part till the other things kind of start working their way out. So again, this theme of gratitude, right? Just expressing gratitude and and seeing what you have right in front of you that is what what you like and what makes you feel good. Yeah, that's working. And, And that's one thing I have learned is if it's working, it's working. You don't have to keep tweaking it to make it better. You can, but you don't have to feel obligated to always be up leveling. You know what? If you're happy where you're at and you're happy with what you have, I personally think that is beautiful. We don't always have to be chasing more. Yes. Gosh, like let it be easy. And let it be enough. I think that's so important, especially in our like hustle dominated, productivity dominated culture. What I hear you saying is 
it's okay to rest and to be content with what you have. And we don't, I love what you said. We don't always have to be tweaking and up leveling and it's so it's okay to be happy with, with exactly what you have. Yes. And yeah, I, I think that's it. And I think once I learned that, you know, this is how our life is going to be now post diagnosis and all that, like to learn to be happy with where we are at as a family and as myself and that I don't have to achieve these massive goals to be considered successful, to be considered lovable, to be considered worthy. Like where I'm at is enough. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. And like, imagine how different our world would be if we all just stopped and said, you know what, I give myself permission to be happy right now, to just say, I'm good. <laughs> this is good. I feel good. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. And because I feel like when we don't, when we're not in that space, we're always looking for something that is wrong. And as yeah. soon as we find that something that's wrong, we latch onto that. And mm -hmm. And that becomes something always everything. Right. Everything. Right. Yeah. Right. We've always got to find something. Exactly. And for me, I know that's part of my spiritual practice is awareness and being present. And I find, you know, if I can, if I can notice when my mind has wandered and I'm not being present, um, all it takes is that split second of awareness, right? And sometimes we can go, you know, an hour, two hours, days, weeks without, or years, you know, without saying, whoa, like I'm spinning out. My mind is way over here. Let me just pull it back in. And that's become a core tenant of my spiritual practice is presence. And I don't have to be in a meditation, um, life your whole life can be a meditation with eyes wide open, right? And it's just a matter of pulling yourself back into the present moment with whatever tools that you have. But that awareness is is so important, and and um, it, yeah, it's, it's the building block of my practice. Yeah. yeah, and I will say with you saying that that is something I have definitely. I can say I have improved upon about like when I get into a gripey mood or I'm mm -hmm. pissed off about something, I, I now more easily can be like, whoa, hold up, stop. Why are we here? What's happening? Okay, let's move on. And yeah. I think like you said, the more spiritually sound or practice you have it's easier and mm -hmm. it's and I just I want the listeners to know that that when you first start this it's not easy and it's not like oh la la land you know right. I started a meditative practice and I'm blissed out all the time right no. I'm just manifesting everything I want all yeah. the time yeah immediately I, I I feel like it kind of sands down my raw edges it like, it makes me not as prickly. And like, then if I'm not as prickly, things can't stick to me. Like I can shake it off easier. Yeah. So I feel like that in itself has been one of my biggest lessons through all of this is to smooth those rough edges and to yeah. shake it off a little easier. Right. And we can all shake it off, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so um, something that I love talking about are our experiences with limiting beliefs because I believe when we hear how someone else had or has a limiting belief that is similar to one we have, it helps us to feel not so alone. And when we feel not so alone, we begin to feel empowered. And the more empowered we feel, the more likely it is that we're able to move through 
these belief systems that have been holding us back from living our most meaningful life. So Renee, are there any like core limiting beliefs that you have transcended or, or that you are working on transcending? So, you know, my listeners know that perfectionism is certainly one of mine. Um, so how about you? I am still working on the whole, you have to be producing something mm-hmm physical to be validated Mm -hmm. I'm still I still get hung up on that of like oh I'm not doing enough I need to Mm -hmm. do more to be to that next step um I feel like that is still definitely a limiting belief that I'm working on but I guess one that I have okay okay, go ahead I I was gonna say let's explore that um let's do what do you, you're like, can we solve this right now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, what do you think the answer is? Or have you found an answer that works for you when, when you find yourself, when you have the awareness of, oh, I'm, I'm living this fear right now. Um, when you find yourself saying, Renee, you've got to be producing you know, what the hell is wrong with you? Why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? When you finally are able to tune into that awareness, what has helped you to shift out of fear and into faith and love? It helps me when I look back onto my journey and knowing that Faith and love have carried me through so much, even if it wasn't the way I had pictured it to be, or the way I like almost always the case, right? Exactly. Never what we think. You have this idea. Exactly. You have this idea of how your thirties are supposed to look, and you know, mine looked nothing like the idea I had. And so on one hand, it's like, well, that's all your fault. What a failure for not living up to those expectations that you had for yourself versus now it's like, meh, okay. So I wouldn't have known or learned all this the way I did had it not been for that situation. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm learning to balance. And not, and I don't want to say look for the good in every situation because sometimes you're like, screw. I don't want to. There is (laughs) no good in this situation. Mm -hmm. But I think if you can again step back and not get so caught up in the moment and pause and breathe and be like, okay, so this little part here is good. Let's let's just go back to that little part versus the whole big picture. Yeah. I, I too, um, you know, work with this fear of, I have to, um, have this big accomplishment in order to be valid or, and so, um, you know, I just recently lost my dad and, um, two nights, maybe even the night that he passed away, I got hit with this very, um, very heavy sadness. And I just started crying because I was like, oh my gosh, my dad didn't get to see me succeed. He didn't get to see me like finally do something big. And I was telling my husband and he was like, what the hell are you talking about? What you know? I was about I was to like, say, like, <laughs> I was like, I've never published a book when he was alive or I never, you know, and I was just thinking of my life in term measuring my life in terms of these big, huge, I don't even want to say accomplishments, but that's how I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like big validating things when it comes to that world of productivity, you know? 
and my husband, and you know, when you're so overcome by sadness or an emotion, and then you just keep riding it and riding it until you're like, not even thinking straight. Um, and you know, rightfully so, if you've just lost a loved one, you know, or if you're hit with something. Um, so anyway, my husband said to me, you know, he was like, Meg, you can't think that that's the only way to measure a successful life. He was like, your dad saw you find purpose and meaning in your life. And he has said that he loves reading every single one of your, you know, your posts and um, he sees that you make a difference. And he was like, that's what he was proud of. Not this like book Absolutely. that you haven't written. So, and, and yeah. I try to remember that. Like I, like what he, like your husband said to you, my husband tells me that all the time. Like, like, but I think of you as a little earth angel, like fluttering around <laughs> helping people. Like you have helped me so much in these past few years, like with so much that you have taught me. And I think from a parent perspective, that's all we can ask for of our children is to genuinely love and help others. So I think your dad is so very proud of you. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Um, so on, on the, um, subject of, of losing loved ones, um, I am sure, and, and I've seen in some of your posts, um, celebrating your friends who you met on your cancer journey who have passed. Um, and that's gotta be hard knowing so many people who, you know, pass away from cancer. How yep. do you manage the the grief and the sadness from losing these loved ones? And this is a, a question for me, you know, um, uh, with my dad's passing so recent, I am just like sending out, um, beaming out signals, you know, to like, find the, I don't even want to say answers, but messages of, you know, how to move through grief? Oh, that's hard because I feel like, I feel like grief is different per situation. And so a lot of the grief I had with losing a core group of friends had in our thirties was survivor's guilt. Uh, and mm -hmm. I still struggle with that. Like, you know, okay, well, if I'm still here, that must mean I have something huge that I, and is do that tied? Do you think that's that that's tied to the whole productivity thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I'm still here, I must need to be producing something to help someone because then why, if not, then why was I the one left versus the, out of the six of us? Mm -hmm. And so that is how grief hits me mm -hmm. on that level. So how do and you, I haven't, how do you move through? <laughs> you don't know. Oh, I, you know, I do good. I, sometimes I do great at moving through it and being like, okay, I am here still for something. I don't know what it is. And maybe it doesn't have to be anything huge. Maybe it doesn't have right. to be anything new. Maybe it's something I've done that I still need to keep just delivering that same message. Um, have you seen but, the movie Soul? Man. Yes, I love okay. it. Because that's when I hear you talking immediately in my mind, I was like, well, she's, she's here so that she can live her life fully and, and find joy. And what if it's as simple as that, you know, um, yeah, just living. But why, but why is it so hard for humans to 
let it be that simple because because we live in this patriarchal society and dominated by uh, masculine energy and when masculine energy is pure and balanced with feminine energy we have this beautiful harmony and synthesis of productivity and rest and you know rest as an integral process to creation but our society and culture has evolved to where this masculine energy has taken over and become toxic because it's affirming to us that we always have to be in the masculine which is uh it's action it's progress and those things when balanced with the feminine energy are beautiful but when it's all that is valued um you know this action then turns into aggression which then turns into violence and not just violence in the physical but violence in the mental emotional and energetic when we attack ourselves you know um Mm -hmm. that's my philosophy anyway (laughs) Um, i mean it may it makes complete sense and it's just yeah i just again you know of course we always wish for things to be easier but it's it that is one of the things it's like huh that's really hard yeah yeah there's nothing to do about it (laughs) right gosh i mean there is but it's like a major overhaul of everything we know in our entire culture which um sounds a little daunting yes it does (laughs) but we're gonna start it here on the manifest miracles podcast let's do it we can do do this Um, okay. I want to go back to limiting beliefs because I think I, um, cut you off from, um, you were, you were talking about, you know, limiting beliefs that you're working through. So I want to hear just one more from you, because I do believe this is such a, um, a valuable and impactful conversation. So, um, are there any other belief systems that you have moved through or are moving through? I guess another belief system is that I can, I'm still moving through learning to trust myself mm-hmm. and to trust my body and to know <clears throat> that I can, I am showing up for myself the best that I know how to in that moment. And instead of getting mad at myself for not doing it another way, I'm learning to trust that, okay, I have reacted this way. Now, don't get mad at yourself. Let's learn. If I don't like that reaction, let's learn to react another way. And I thought that is something I'm still definitely learning and moving through is quick reactions and then feeling guilty about the way I reacted. Does that make sense? So yeah, it it makes total sense. It's like this, this fear of, of judging. I mean, not fear. It is judging ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I'm, what I hear you saying is moving through rather than judging yourself harshly, um, having compassion for yourself and grace and gratitude. Um, and, and instead of just judging and, and then feeling guilt instead of that, using it as a teachable moment for yourself and, and growing from it. What, what didn't feel good about that? Why was that reaction triggered? And to use those reactions as a form and a catalyst of growth. Absolutely. And that's another talking about the reactions. Like I've started, if I react a way that doesn't make myself proud, whoever is around me, I will, as soon as I acknowledge my reaction wasn't what I wanted to be, I'll apologize to whoever it is around me. And my son and husband tell you that I'm forever like, whoa, didn't mean to come across quite that snippy. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not 
it's not you. It is my internal reaction. And I guess taking, uh, not credit for it, like knowing that my internal reaction is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that is one taking responsibility for your internal reactions, which then turn to external reactions. And that is one thing that I have really worked really hard on and and seeing huge progress in and I see it all around me and it's beautiful yeah because a huge toll for your own growth but what a beautiful way to bring more depth and texture to your relationships and for then those people to say I can do this too. I can have this awareness and I can apologize and receive, you know, people's apologies. And yeah, I mean, that that's definitely one of those ripple effect um, type of things that we talk about and, and growth and, you know, self-actualization. So you're taking responsibility for, your life for your, like Renee said, internal reactions causes a ripple effect that is so much more than, than just you. So um, thank you for sharing that. And so much more than right in that moment, like Mm -hmm. those ripple effects, you know, those reach so far and so wide that we never even know how far there's no way those ripples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Renee, um, I end every podcast with this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, what does the word miracle mean to you? Oh, is it bad to say myself? Oh my God, no, that's the best. <laughs> Keep going. I feel like this is going to make me cry, but I feel like what... I have been through it like the path that this journey has taken me on is no doubt 100% a miracle um like there like there are just no other known cases of this shit show I've been through to turn out as beautifully as I have turned out at this place and time. And I am in eternally grateful for the miracle of life and the miracle of love between my husband and my son and all of that. I just see as one big miracle bubble that is always there. That gave me chills. That makes me so happy. And I hope everyone can um, take what you said into their own hearts and to truly see that each and every one of us, we are all um, miracles. We are all miracles in motion and our lives are miracles. And my goodness, what what a difference it would make if we were all able to wake up in the morning and to look in the mirror and see ourselves as, as a physical manifestation of a miracle. Amazing. Because it's like, if I stop to think about like what each of our individual's bodies do, not even just like fighting cancer or whatever, but on a daily basis, it's it's like, it is a miracle, like all the things that have to line up, that line up to make it work. Mm-hmm. It, it blows my mind. It is. It's, it's miraculous. We are miraculous. So thank yes. you for drawing that to our attention <laughs> and reminding everyone that we are all truly miracles. Um, Renee, how do we find you? How does everyone listening get more of you? Um, I am on both Facebook and Instagram at Renee Sindelbach and, um, yeah, both of those places I'm there. I'm mostly active on Instagram, but I've been 
doing more writing and stuff. So eventually I'm going to get my blog back running, but you know, that's, that's now, not right Instagram. here. I feel like yes. Instagram is basically my blog too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, it's just easier and it's readily available. So right. there it is. <laughs> Let it be easy. Let it be easy. And yes, I definitely encourage you guys to go check Renee out on Instagram. She shares a lot of insight and wisdom and she shares where she's at in this moment. And something I love about Renee is that she does not put herself on a pedestal. You're very much, hey, here's where I am. I'm right here with you. This is what I'm learning. This is what I have learned. And um, I think that level of um, honesty and realness is what the world needs more of. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, And if somebody wants to go deeper with you, is there a way that people can work with you? Um, I would say reach out to me on Instagram, just send me a message and let me know, you know, what it is that you want to work with me on. And I, again, with Meg saying that I'm honest, if I don't feel a Hmm. connect, not a connection, if I don't feel like I'm the person to help you in that area, I will upfront tell you like, not not my place to help yes I love that and the world needs more of that uh level of integrity so we are all grateful for you um Renee it has been such a a pleasure talking to you I remember when we first met and I asked you to tell me three words of how you want to feel and one of those words was sparkly and I can with 100% confidence say that I feel more sparkly after talking to you. So, and, and what we feel is what we project and that's what I'm receiving. So sparkle sister. Sparkle, sparkle on. (laughs) Well, thank you, Renee. I just love and adore you. And I think you're wonderful. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And I wish you much success with your podcast because I know you're going to help so many people with it. So I love it. (laughs) Thank you, my dear. All right. Bye, Renee. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope this episode serves you on your path of expansion. If you'd like to go deeper, check out my free guided meditation to connect you to the wisdom of your spirit guides. Head over to my website now, megsylvester.com, to grab your copy, and I'll see you in the cosmos.